for Monday, November 15th, the 319th day of 2021. There are 46 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Lichfield Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook Watch, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We'll look back on a weekend and also Thanksgiving less than two weeks away. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's the Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Remember, it was just a week ago this morning that we were all feeling rested, and it's like it was a little easier to get going <laughs> this time last week because we had fallen back. We got the extra hour. We yeah. were productive, and uh, one week later, we were like, "It's Monday, and now we got to get going again." Yeah, um, I'm doing my best. Yeah, you f- do you feel a little bit meh? A, a little bit. I know Alea felt meh this yeah. morning. I kind of felt. Matt this morning, but uh, hey, the holiday season closing in, so it's uh, just around the corner. He is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio Newshawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparts. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Are you are you a good deed doer? Uh... Yeah, I would consider. Are you in, in what regard? Just in general, do you do you like to look for ways to do good deeds? Because one, you just try to be a good deed doer, but also I think everybody should, shouldn't they? I think they should. Mm-hmm. I don't think everyone does, but I just didn't know if you consider yourself in the in the camp. A survey says that a simple good morning ranks among the top good deeds to brighten another's day. So I never really considered saying to someone, good morning. I never considered that that was a good deed. I think if, I think you, we should be trying a little harder than just, I mean, open good, the door for somebody. Good morning is the seeming like the bare minimum we could do and just acknowledging greeting. So, but well, I, I didn't, I didn't consider it to be a deed, but Hey, if it's a good deed, then well, look well, out. I'll always say good morning to you, Sam. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Try to make I it a practice. I don't think that's a good deed. No, I don't feel I like think it's, it's a like good deed. Common courtesy, just, or it's just being a good human. I yeah. would think. I mean, it's better than grumbling at someone. Obviously, you get, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> but I do. That is one of my joys that I get. Um, I mentioned it already, but with Alea, because I get to, you know, I see her in the morning and say. Good morning, and then you get just to get that echo, you know, just to hear her. You can also sort of hear how her morning is going because in her tone, like "Good morning" or "Good morning," or you get, you know, any of those. So it's something my mom did, and uh, something that kind of has uh, paid its way uh, on forward. But uh, an action that makes someone else feel good, sixty-four percent, is what most people define as a good deed. Moreover, nearly half uh, believe a good deed is. Something that benefits another individual, regardless if they personally know them or not. Helping someone with a task, 61%. Donating to someone in need, 59%. And saying good morning, 53%. Of course, holding a door open for someone. Just they got looking, their hands full. Yeah, the little yeah, things. looking for a way to be of, uh, of service and of help. And I, I don't know what's going on behind me, Sam. I'm trying to work on fixing it. You are? Yes. Well, I mean, I can try, I could probably fix it. I thought that I had done a good job. I don't know what we're we're showing an aerial tour of something. Apparently, I can't fix it. I tried. Hmm. Okay. Well, I got the remote, so I can probably fix it. I mean, oh, there you go. No problem. Well, let's see. The aerial tour. Well, at least it wasn't like the one time where I popped up on the screen behind you. <laughs> yes, you did. And then, but then there was. Some something one time on this monitor popped up. Oh yes, I remember. Was, yes, you said after the show. It was um, someone was teaching some type of class, but it was in Russian, was it, or Arabic, or it looked a little, looked a little more ominous. It looked something like Saudi Arabian, or mm-hmm. but it was weird because the person's the person teaching the class they were occupying the screen 
It was just it, it was just uh, a little bit scary to me. So that's okay. So anyway, this is the season that you should be you know going out of your way to uh, do what you can to help people around you. Uh, results show that good deeds are rewarding and can have hidden mental and physical health benefits, causing the people who perform them to feel 92% happy, 77% relaxed, and 71% healthy. I thought we knew that already. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's kind of like giving gifts. Does, you know, who, who benefits from giving gifts, the giver or the receiver? I don't Depends on the gift. I guess it should be both, probably. <laughs> uh, chilly with some clouds today. Our next rain front is going to move through, be rainy and windy conditions returning on Wednesday. It looks like Wednesday will be the pick of the litter of temperature-wise. Tomorrow may be the pick of the week all around, though. 66 will be the high for Might be one of the last uh, days tomorrow. we get. It could be. Um, uh, we're... I know December usually maybe gives us a few, one or two days like that. It just kind of depends. Yeah, and then it also could snow on Christmas. So, you know, it's I just uh, you, you just never know what you're going to get. We'll see rain chance of 10% today under increasing clouds, a high of 49. Partly cloudy, 39 tonight. Rain chance, uh, no rain chance tomorrow. And 66, but then rain chances uh, pick back up on Wednesday, about 3 and 10. Thursday has a 7 and 10 chance of rain under 50. So you'll like the temperature on Wednesday pretty well, but I think you're going to like the conditions of tomorrow to be uh, to be better. Uh, some national news going on today that uh, will be on your horizon for the work week. The White House is confident that President Biden's social spending plan bill is going to pass the House this week, or at least they, they think that the $1.85 trillion domestic policy package will quickly pass the House this week, and I would presume it's going to get gutted somewhat over in the Senate where you've got um, some more moderates over there and the margin of partisanship is more is slimmer. So the Pelosi-led House will kick it over to the uh, Schumer-led uh, Senate, and then the Joe Manchins of the world will probably have their say on modifying some of that spending plan then it'll go back go back over. But they say that it's urgent that they do this because the consumer price index has soared 6.2% over the last year, the biggest 12-month jump since 1990. I'm not sure what this social spending plan is supposed to do about that. Uh, the more studying that I think people do, and certainly I do, I see that it's a, the supply line issues are the, are the problems is because uh, so many of those factories that went offline in other countries – that didn't that didn't come back online as quickly. The ones that maybe make microchips or the ones that make one small part that an entire product that we would buy is built around because you can't get the small parts from overseas. That it creates that supply chain issues, which drives the price of everything up. And there's just so much money being flooded around. It's the 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 demand is so much higher than the supply, and it's giving this. It's giving this feeling of um, it's giving this inflation, which, you know, as I said, it was six point two percent. And then, I mean, gasoline. I heard the estimate this morning. It said on your fill up, just add twenty dollars mm. from a year ago. Whatever your fill up cost you a year ago, you can ba- basically add twenty dollars on top of that right now. So, depending upon how many times you fill up uh, a month, you know that can that can add That's up. I'm glad I drove a car that gets good gas mileage. Well, yeah. I filled up this morning. And it was. I I, I need to about I'm seventeen dollars higher. The end of the day. You don't want to fill up on a Monday, you know. Well, I, don't, I had no choice. Yeah, I, I don't know that I'll be able to to push it enough. It makes it even worse, you know, because already nobody likes Mondays, and then you got to fill up your tank mm-hmm. on Monday. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the the White House talking points how they think that a social spending plan is going to help supply chain issues, but. Uh, nonetheless, take that uh, for what it's worth in your department. Governor Bashir led a somber memorial service yesterday to remember the more than 10,000 Kentuckians who died from COVID-19 as uh, healthcare workers recounted the daily struggles of fighting the pandemic in their personal moments with patients fighting for their lives. To showcase the enormity of the loss, Governor Bashir noted Kentucky's death toll from the global pandemic has surpassed the population of many towns across the state. I mean, that's the case uh, for us, for you know the actual city of Litchfield. There are more pe- more Kentuckians lost to COVID-19 than, um, than the population of the city of Litchfield. But I also think that we got to be careful about just singly saying, okay, well, 
that that's the numbers as it pertains to COVID-19. What about other diseases that we have that we lose Kentuckians to? Do they amount to small cities? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But anyways, trying to make a point of the number of Kentuckians that we've lost. And that number is significant. You know, for if you if you have lost someone, you are no stranger to the impact of COVID-19 and how dangerous it can be. So they had that milestone yesterday, and also they'll be uh, – have shown some renderings of a new memorial that's going to be uh, uh, installed by an artist in Frankfurt. There, looks that, cool. I mean, it, yeah, it, at least it's got, yeah. it's it's decent looking. Got the state motto on there. It's going to be sizable, I guess, when you look at it, you know, when you judge the uh, the park bench. You know, the benches that you can sit on. It's going mm-hmm. to be uh, going to be rather large. Also related to COVID nineteen, I'm sure we could probably find a hundred different stories that are similar to this. But this headline says twenty four employees at the University of Kentucky have been placed on administrative leave for not complying with COVID nineteen testing policies. In addition, 146 students haven't complied with the university rule that unvaccinated students and staff must get tested regularly for COVID-19. A university spokesperson, uh, Jay Blanton, said about 90% of those students are in large measure not coming to campus. There are 26,523 students and 20,710 employees eligible for the rule. The reason I mention it is because um, you've got a lot of employers, you've got a lot of institutions that are dealing with the the stick portion of the carrot and stick. We we tried the carrot, and a lot of people said, no, I don't want the carrot. And then that left people making choices like, well, okay, so are we going to give them the stick? Or are we going to give them the consequences for not for not doing this? But there have been federal challenges to that mandate order uh, on multiple levels. But at a federal level, there was a stay on Friday that basically said that the uh, Biden ordering the vaccine mandate, uh, that the vaccine mandate is unconstitutional. Now, does it remain that way? I don't know. Um, but it's something that you don't hear as much about because the mainstream media organizations nationally don't want to give uh, don't want to give a lot of coverage to that because they think that it'll change people's decisions on what they do. And so, as as I told you, uh, have I told you many times over the last couple of years, we're really going to find out what our constitution is worth when it comes to uh, sorting out the legalities and the who can who can order what's and those type of things. So, I, to be clear, I mean I am kind of I am anti-mandate, but I am pro-vaccine. I think the vaccine is a good idea. I've opted to do it, and I I just think that it's important that we make the choice to do it. But I respect your right not to, so long as it's not interfering with my rights and my liberties. And so that's kind of where where we are, is that all I can do is control me. All I can do is, is make the choices to protect me and those around me. If you're choosing to do something different, then that's just going to kind of be the way that it is. So I'm not I'm not crazy about the mandate. But then I do see other areas where we mandate similar behaviors to people and and, and it's not limited to this. So when you send your kids to public schools, they give you a list of, of shots that you got to get. Yeah, and you know, and so you get either ors. You you do this or you got to figure out something else to do whether that's homeschool or whether it might be. And so I'm I'm, you know, I'm fine with that. People have to make People have to make tough choices. Um, but again, it, I know it's odd that you would hear someone say they be anti-mandate but pro-vaccine. And But I still think it's about, it's about choice in this case, is that I'm choosing to do what I think is in my best interest because I, I fear waning immunity level, waning antibodies levels because – we didn't overdo the first rounds of uh, the first rounds of shots. So, just as a matter of being practical, if you're going to choose not to be vaccinated, I hope you are choosing to have your antibody levels tested because that knowledge would be key on what would happen if you were to contract a Delta variant or what if you have a high level of antibodies through whatever reason because you had COVID before because you had monoclonal antibodies treatment or whatever it might be, then that that is an important barometer to know what might happen if I encounter COVID-19. But again, it kind of goes back to making the choices that you think are best for you. And I would prefer you make the choice to be vaccinated, but I'm not sure that I'm not sure a government agency can force you to do it, at least in this particular. I think there are some areas they can, and there are some areas that they, 
when you go they, to school? That they camp. Kentucky's modern gun deer season has opened, so lots of deer camps that were uh, in operation yesterday, people gathering and, and taking uh, part of the beginning of, of gun season. The season opened statewide on Saturday, continues through November the 28th. Deer hunters contribute about $550 million in economic benefit annually, with about 300,000 residents participating. Revenue from hunting also supports natural resource conservation. Kentucky's 16-day modern gun season is designed to coincide with the peak of fall breeding when deer are most active. How much revenue was that? $550 million in economic I wouldn't have thought it would have been that much. Annually. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't have had a guess as to how much. 300,000 re- re- yeah, uh, residents I, I, I mean, I knew that it was a high number. I just wouldn't have thought it would have been that much revenue. Good news for you, Sam. Uh, since you're a bow hunter, you have until January the 17th. One of my good friend's dad's is. <laughs> you, uh, the archery big, big season time. for deer for bow hunting is September 4th through January the 17th. But you get 16 days if you want to use the modern gun. And I didn't know this, that hunters in five western Kentucky counties, Callaway, Marshall, Graves, Fulton, and Hickman, must use check stations because chronic wasting, uh, chronic wasting disease was recently confirmed near the state border. I didn't hmm. know that. Tennessee, no surprise. Yeah, problematic again. I did see. Uh, I bet if I had, I bet if I had taken the time to drive slowly up the Western Kentucky Parkway yesterday, say from the Grayson County line with Ohio County this way, middle of the day, you could have probably seen lots of vehicles going east that had deer in the back of people who went down to LBL, went down into Western Kentucky. So I saw at least a couple. I bet that was a pretty frequent sight yesterday of uh, deer in the beds of trucks where people are had harvested deer. The weekend got started sports-wise with the Kentucky Wildcats hanging 100 on the uh, Robert Morris team. And Oscar Schwebe is... Uh, he is a rebounding machine, Sam. What's he have, like, 45 rebounds between those 40, two games? Like 40. 40. So he's 40. got two 20-rebound games, which there had been two 20-rebound games in a season since, like, the mid-60s, I think is what I was reading. Yeah. Well, the Cats won 160, shot the ball better, so that's good. Obviously, to score 100 points means that Against you— good old Bobby Moe. You have, you have shot oh, oh Bobby Moe, the revenge of 2013. The Colonials. Yeah, the Kentucky will host Mount St. Mary's tomorrow night. Then they got a Ohio on Friday, and Ohio's a tough back team, so Rupp that's a good arena. test. Oh, it's part of that. Don't, don't you mean the Central Bank Center? It's part of that. No, it's Rupp Arena. <laughs> part of that classic. Um, Kentucky classic. Part of that Kentucky classic, yeah, the kind of a round, round robin, because Robert Morris will go to Ohio tomorrow and play, so kind of uh, doing doing matchups. Then on Saturday, one of the earlier games in the day, Bailey Zappi threw for five touchdown passes, included uh, three during a four-minute span in the second quarter. Western beat Rice down in Houston, 42-21 to on Saturday. Uh, after a rough start to the season on those paycheck games, Western has done, uh, yeah, Western done bowl, very well. Bowl eligible for the 10th time in the last 11 seasons. Yep. So they will... Um, they got uh, who do they have this weekend? I they host FAU. So, and yeah. you know who FAU's coach is? Willie Taggart. Oh, so it's Willie Taggart's return Taggart, to Bowling Green. Taggart's homecoming. Then Saturday night, the Cats traveled to Nashville, and Chris Rodriguez ran for 114 yards and a touchdown. Will Levis threw for two scores. Kentucky scored on its first four possessions. The thing Kentucky was not able to do that I was really hoping was I was hoping they would go two games and not have to punt. Hmm. They didn't punt against Tennessee, and they didn't punt until the second half, I don't think, on uh, Saturday. In fact, they didn't even see a third down on offense until three or four minutes to go, I think, in the first half. Um, so they I know were... people are upset that it wasn't by more, and I'm just like, listen, a, a win is a win is a win, and it's not like that game was ever in doubt. No, the game was not ever the game was not ever in doubt, but it was there was just lingering hard feelings from the previous. Three weeks, I think that people were. Now you they, got the, the fighting Aggies of New Mexico State on Saturday. Yeah, now that's one you could come out and be completely flat about, and still win by three touchdowns, and still win by a lot. But <laughs> then they're, they're getting good. ready for um, the Cards. Who Cards? What beat Clemson 
Syracuse. Syracuse, Syracuse, the other orange team, sorry, Uh Uh, on Lamar Jackson Day there in Louisville. And the Western Kentucky men's basketball team, they were playing over the weekend in that uh, Asheville Championship yesterday, the inaugural Asheville Championship. Did they play basketball at the Biltmore, or did they play it in a gym The, the arena was really cool looking. I don't know was where it? they played it, might, but the, the floor. M- might have been at the Biltmore. It, it, I don't know. It's a little big for maybe to fit in the Biltmore, but it's potential. Um, 75-64, they, did not, did not they lost well. to South Carolina. They've got a couple guys that aren't playing because of eligibility, and then they just had to pull a guy off their GA staff to play. and. A lot of turnovers, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Uh, the U.K. women lost yesterday. The uh, number Indiana, number eight Indiana Lady Hoosier team defeated the women's team from U.K., 88-67. So uh, two highly ranked teams there yesterday. And uh, in the AP Top 25, Alabama jumped Cincinnati. Cincinnati's not going to get any respect out of this deal, I don't think. Well, they haven't been beating teams by much. They've been kind of squeaking by recently. Oklahoma, they lost. They fell from the unbeaten ranks. And then uh, anything happened exciting in the NFL yesterday, Sam? There were some upsets. There were some upsets yesterday. My Bengals didn't win or lose. They were off today. Off yesterday. So I kind of had a good old bye week. They They couldn't disappoint me. Did the Steelers and Lions (laughs) tied? Uh, The old kiss your sister yesterday. The Lions and the Steelers. Both teams were trying to lose, I think. Yeah, I guess so. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Don't you worry about it. Clean out your refrigerator day. Huh? You already did that. Yes. You took good care of it, so now there's stuff can go back in there. Mine's in pretty good shape. It's good. Well, it's because you're a bachelor and you don't have anything to put in there. I've got my fridge is full. It is? Oh, yes. That's good. Always. I went Uh, to the store yesterday, but yeah, no, I always keep that jam-packed. Well, that's why you've got to be able to, you've got to make room for other things for the shopping you're going to be doing. Over the next couple of weeks, it's also Bunt Day today, celebrating the cake of that name, which is baked in a special mold. It was first popularized in the 1950s and 60s. Time to get out that Bunt pan. That, That's uh, the one with a hole in the middle, right? Yeah, hole in the middle. Mm-hmm. And um, and you can have different designs on the outside. Mm-hmm. You can? Yeah. They, huh. Well, we have the same like traditional yeah. one. Really? So. Yeah. There's a contemporary one, though? I've yeah. never seen the contemporary one. like a yeah. big donut. So well, ours is just like rounded with sections. Mm-hmm. But you can have... creases. Yes. But you can have like diamond shape. You can? The, yes. I, I that, promise. Amazon. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sure you can get anything on we there. We don't need another kitchen no, gadget. No, we do not. So mm-hmm. just, uh, I'll just have to take your word for it that it exists. It's also Philanthropy Day today to recognize the great contributions people in the philanthropic community make to our lives, our communities, and our world. Arguably, Bill Gates is probably at the uh, forefront of these these days. Uh, Warren Buffett also big. You know, the Bill and Melinda Gates, they, you know, got a lot of uh, very wealthy people to sign a pledge on, you know, giving a tremendous amount of their wealth to charity even i like that the uk men's basketball team with all their nil money they're doing 10 percent to charity that's good because uh, uh, as three on a string would tell you if 10 percent is good enough for jesus it ought to be enough for uncle sam <laughs> oh wait that's that has nothing to I do mean, with taxes if, if you want to send it right to me too that'd work <laughs> be okay you could i've heard someone once called you a charity case no i don't know is, I mean, that, is that untrue Okay. In college, I mean, I'd take any way, <laughs> any way I could get it. The holidays are about to get heated, and politics aren't even the main issue this time. Uh, nearly two-thirds of vaccinated Americans are banning unvaccinated family members from their holiday gatherings this year. <clears throat> hmm. Wow. That's a lot. So let me let me get that again. It's a survey of 2,000 U.S. residents conducted by a polling company on November 2nd. According to the results, two in three respondents feel they cannot go home for the holidays without getting vaccinated first. 
Uh, the 65% who are fully vaccinated, nearly 6 in 10, have reportedly cut off family members who refuse to get the vaccine. Meanwhile, 63% don't feel comfortable inviting unvaccinated relatives to their parties. Kind of what I go back to is I can control me, and uh, if you choose not to, and you know you become if your your health suffers as a result of you doing that, well, that's that's between you and you and you. Uh, all I can do is basically choose to protect myself the best that I think that I can, and but I can see where it's also causing some tension, stress, worry, concerns. And so this headline says, "Should you go to Thanksgiving dinner with your unvaccinated uncle?" Just using unvaccinated uncle as a as a, an example, about 58.5% of the United States fully vaccinated against COVID-19, according to the CDC. Many experts say that vaccination is the best way to protect against the virus and slow or stop the spread. Much of the population still has hesitation. Uh, you got to consider whether to go at all. Are you going or are you not going? Because you don't necessarily know. You're gonna, are you going to go to the formality of making people show their cards? All right, everybody show their card. If you don't, if you don't have a card, you have to leave. Uh, how do you, you got to figure out how to set certain boundaries? And so if you do go, then you got to set boundaries and you need to communicate those. Then you got to figure out how to gather safely and all that. It'll no longer be a kid's table and an adult table, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Unvaccinated there. Jabbers and non-jabbers. Uh, when this first started being discussed, probably back in you know September, maybe even early October, I was reminded of something that um, I have used multiple times, and not just when it comes to this type of issue, but it's something that I think can be beneficial to you in many walks of life. It's called the 10-10-10 rule. So you all may remember me mentioning the 10-10-10 rule. But when you communicate with your family, um, and I don't even mean immediate household, but I mean adjacent household. So this would be your siblings, or it might be, your uh, parents or your grandparents or your your aunts and uncles, whatever. Not people that live in your immediate household, but it's easy to get it's easy to get uh, the lines of communication can break down, or something can be heard in a way that it wasn't intended. So ten ten ten, what you say or what you choose to do, how will you feel about it in ten minutes? How will you feel about it in 10 days? And how will you feel about it in 10 years? Because the things that you go through right now, next thing you know, there's estrangement that uh, is born out of it. Next thing you know, maybe you could lose 10 years of a relationship with a, you know, not immediate family member, but a close family member just because of a miscommunication or not communicating yourself clearly or, you know, so. Communication is key to anything. It's got to. But we're getting into the crunch time. There are a lot of people who haven't. There are a lot of people who have procrastinated thinking about this. But now we are the week before. You know, it's a week Ten from days. Thursday, so you're really going to have to to zero in. Hopefully, you've got yours figured out. Hopefully, you've been able to figure out what's best for you, what's safe for everybody involved, and keep on trucking. Let's talk about something that's much more appealing and palatable, and that's the most popular Thanksgiving side dish. Oh yeah. By state. This won't be controversial. Um, <laughs> it may decide where you want to move. Uh, I was I was surprised that Kentucky and Tennessee, the most popular Thanksgiving side is hash brown casserole. I'm not really? sure that I've ever had that at Thanksgiving. I, I know like, my mom has made hash brown casserole before, but I'm not sure we've ever had it at Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's not a staple. For no Thanksgiving. I just wonder if we're so Kentucky that we have it all the time that we don't think about it at uh -huh. Thanksgiving. But it amazes me that how that hash brown casserole is both Kentucky and Tennessee, supposedly of the most popular Thanksgiving sides. If you go to Indiana and Ohio, it's supposedly green beans. Indiana or Illinois is mashed potatoes. Now, Missouri. I don't buy this. Not a fan of the, of the charcuterie tray? No, I'm a fan. I don't buy that it's the most popular Thanksgiving I, side. I don't think it's it's, when, it's an appetizer. When did Missouri right? get all uppity? Like when when did it's Missouri, Missouri when did Missouri say we're oh, you can't Minnesota too. 
I, they're wrapped in there. It says M. Here we are in Wokington. Here we are in Wokington <laughs> where charcuterie trays are our most popular Thanksgiving I'm, side. New Jersey, too. Do you classify New Jersey as a, as a Thanksgiving side dish? Stuffed mushrooms? Uh, well, same thing with Hawaii. Uh, no, Alaska. Alaska, Alaska is I didn't stuffed see Alaska. mushrooms. Uh, that one stood out to me. But look how look how mashed potatoes it just wins the Pac-12. I mean, mashed potatoes in... <laughs> and I mean, Illinois. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> Illinois. But mashed potatoes between Nevada, Arizona, California, and up into Oregon. All, all, and then... Um, well, I love that South Carolina and Georgia is the most south answer. Collard greens. Collard greens. Yeah. You, know, you got to... How does cream corn sneak in there and win... And when um, Texas, Texas and Kansas, cream corn doesn't seem very cream corn doesn't seem very Texasy to me. And I'm shocked. How does how does a potato not win in Idaho? That's right. Well, Side salad. Maybe that's us in the hash brown casserole. I mean, we can have it all the time, so we don't put it on the Thanksgiving table. Because in Kentucky, if you put it on Thanksgiving table, you say uh, it's a holiday. What are we eating? A hash brown casserole. That's what we have all the time. But in Rhode Island, glazed carrots. I just um, looked at Delaware. Delaware, cauliflower mashed potatoes. Oh yeah, they're so evolved. They have a, <clears throat> they have a very sophisticated palate. So they have to have they have to have the cauliflower mashed potatoes. Maryland also gets the collard greens. So I wouldn't have thought Maryland would be a collard greens. Mm. Like doesn't surprise me with Georgia and South Carolina. Nor would I. But yeah, I'm with you. So Florida and Michigan, well, and really West Virginia, rolls, come on. And Nebraska got crescent rolls on try, there. Try harder. At least that's a specialty roll. Just if your roll, if your answer is just rolls, now, you're not trying hard enough. How are you feeling about Louisiana cornbread dressing? Is it's that right. is that allowed? There's, there's cornbread in my dressing. I mean, it's not the only dressing. Well, it's kind of better than some of the others. I disagree with that. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade will feature six new balloons. I know where maybe there might be a seventh that we reported on last week. But uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, back to normal. Ten marching bands, 15 giant character balloons, 28 floats, 30-plus heritage balloons, and a whole host of performances. New balloons this year will feature pop culture icon Grogu, better known as Baby Yoda from The Mandalorian. There will be two new Pokemon balloons, Pikachu and Eevee. Eevee? Sure. Is that how I say that? Sure. No, I'm not E-E-V-E-E. You need my little brother for, for Pokemon. Well, by the way, you um, maybe you know what you're getting your brother for Christmas because uh, Pokemon is 25 years old this year. So lots of uh, 25th anniversary Pokemon merchandise. Maybe you could just buy him that big balloon. After it's in the parade. Make him keep it in his apartment down in Bowling Green. Other new balloons will include a giant Ada Twist from the book and Netflix series Ada Twist Scientist. There will be a new version of McDonald's Ronald McDonald balloon. And then we also know about um, that new, was it Grace? Grace and the Gravy Pirates. Mm-hmm. They've got a they've got a, a balloon. Well, isn't that actually a TV, a kid show? Isn't Grace and the in and the different pirates or something? Isn't that a TV show? I don't know. I felt like you might be right. Well, I felt like you all would know more than I would. Carrie Underwood, Kristen Chenoweth, Carrie Rowland will be performing. Ten marching bands will play in the parade. Broadway shows like Six and Wicked will perform as well. So the Is parade will be at eight o'clock. <laughs> eight o'clock on um, Thursday morning. It will be hosted by Savannah Guthrie, Hoda Kotb, and of course. Al Roker, who has now, to... is the rumor true that you're marching the bagpipes in it? Um, they do have bagpipes in the main uh, in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade because the um, they have uh, it's either from Boston or New York. They have that they have that band that comes in and marches. So, are you one of them? <laughs> Can't reveal it until next Thursday. Oh. You just have to be tuned in and. If I'm not here on Wednesday, you'll know why. I had an early flight to to New York for the parade. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. When you need someone, someone that you, you can call. Did you know? 
This is sad. Did you know checkers used to be known as chess for ladies? Oh, really? I'd never heard that before. I'm glad we stopped doing that, but I thought, are you serious? Is that how it was really marketed? Surely not, but might have been. Uh, Eternal. I've not seen Eternal, but apparently Eternals, yeah, Eternals has become the 10th movie to earn more than $100 million at the U.S. box office in 2021. So I can. (laughs) That's kind of. I'd love to know in 2019, how, how, what point in the year did it hit that point? Uh, well, I mean, I could just tell you Frozen 2 put $100 million in uh, the first weekend. So that uh, that kind of gives you some level of of comparison. Did, did, did Clifford not hit that mark? Clifford, I don't, I don't have the actual box office totals. I know what Eternals did. I don't think Clifford. Re- reading a, Clifford did probably, probably okay. But. Reading a review from... Uh, the movie critic at the Bowling Green Daily News, and he he wasn't a fan. He was not a he fan. He said of they dropped Clifford. the ball. He said they dropped the ball. He said that they had the opportunity, but they tried to do too much with Clifford. Gotcha. Okay, uh, I can tell you that I am now in the category of those people who have who have watched the final Daniel Craig James Bond movie. They've got some questions to answer. I'm a little bit confused and taking away, but uh, I did watch it yesterday. It's pretty good. It's got. Um, in ways, it's got throwbacks to some of the old Bond movies with the scenery. Some of the exteriors where they were filmed feels very Sean Connery, James Bondish. Um, you know where the the villain is operating from an island, and they've got an underground bunker and secret lair and all that stuff. Um, so it's good. I, I'll tell you, I I'm not. Um, I had my choice. I could have gone to the theater or I could have watched it at home. And now after after watching it at home, I wish that I'd seen it at the theater. Really? I do. Well, but I will tell you, it sounded like the theater in our home yeah, well, when he was watching we're it. Trying to, we're trying to simulate the theater experience. Now, is was it good enough to where you might in the next couple of weeks go see it in a theater or is it gone from theater? Absolutely not. I don't okay. know. It might be in the theater, but so I will not it, be going to. The, it's not good enough for that. Um, here's my problem: is that I want it's, and this is about me. This is not about really the experience. It's about my attention needs to be on that and on that alone to fully appreciate the sensory experience that is a big motion picture mm-hmm. like bond with all the special effects and the car chases and the and the fighting and all that stuff surround sound if i've yeah. got my if i have my ipad beside me and i'm thinking uh, i wonder what's going on on twitter and okay i'm keeping it my focus is not on it and so that's why i need to think about this going forward when i watch first run movies in home theater I need to get closer to it being the theater experience where I block everything out and just enjoy the cinematic experience. Fair? Yeah. I uh, I mean, I've heard mixed reviews on the new Bond. I've heard, isn't it kind of, there's some sad parts? Is that what I was reading? Yeah, there's some, there's some sad parts. And again, there also I'm walking away with some questions. I'm thinking. So, how, Positive how questions? Gonna, I mean, I don't want to say too much. Okay. But for for real Bond insiders, kind of go, well, how are they going to do that? I mean, that doesn't make sense. So, I don't know. But Rami Malek does a very good job. He's he's good. And Christopher, Christoph Waltz is good, too, in uh, playing the villain. So, not too bad. So, last night, Adele, one night only. I'll be anxious to see what the live ratings were. So, last week when the premiere of Yellowstone came out, it it achieved... X as far as people watching it in real time. I uh, I would imagine that it really diminished in week two because of DVR and people be able to go back and pick it up later because basically all I could tell on, on Twitter was just everybody was all in on watching one night only. It was a who's who of people who were in the crowd and she, she mentioned why that was. Um, that Griffith, Griffith Observatory it was beautiful. I mean, it was the perfect setting for it. When I first saw the trailer, 
the tease that that's where they were going to do this show and the aerial shots, you know, anytime you see an aerial in Los Angeles, it's the Hollywood sign and also the Griffith Observatory. The way they had it set up, the lighting, the projection on it. You know, they didn't put, they didn't junk that set up with one of those big screens behind her. They used the building. And it was just, it was tremendous. It was so good. The, the lighting was good. It was not overstated. There was not pyro. They didn't need pyro. It was just, the, the stage was huge. The way they had the, it was good. Now, have you seen her in concert before? No, but I will tell you, I've always wanted to, but last night it was even more confirmed, like bucket list right there. I'm seeing her. Well, I know that she came to Nashville a couple couple years ago, right? And tickets were through the roof, weren't they? Let's not talk about that part, Sam. <laughs> but did you try? Ask me after the show, after she leaves the studio over there. Let's talk about how much it's going to cost to go to the show. <laughs> Listen, after oh, well, because I was looking for, for my mom, and I said, whoa. <laughs> after, after what we paid to see Madonna for an awful show, I'm going to need a redeemer. I wonder, does my mom get a discount? There's got to be. You would think right. so. Yeah, I think she should. <laughs> the, the Adele discount, I think so. <laughs> um, the most popular TV shows over Thanksgiving. You'll not, be, you'll not be surprised to learn that the most consumed show over Thanksgiving weekend is Friends. The most, it's the best. The, I'm, not, I'm not disputing that. The Friends in 18 states, it's the most oft program that says, this is what I'm going to watch. So I guess this has to be like a series because I would think my answer would be Charlie Brown. Uh, yeah, it's a series of what people are binging. This is us in 15 states. It's mm. good, but I don't really think of it as 15, mm. especially seen, if you want to be bummed out. Of it. There's too many feels with that. Absolutely. I don't know if I want that on Thanksgiving no. weekend, especially if you're alone watching TV. There's probably right? a reason. Seinfeld comes in at three. Uh, the Big Bang Theory comes in at four. House, a very distant fifth. And How I Met Your Mother way back there in uh, sixth place. As far as what people are watching the most on Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, This Is Us surprises me. Yeah, surprises me too. Uh, if they do that again next year, I don't, I'm surprised. What's this research based on? Last year's viewing? Or I don't, it doesn't really make sense. But there you go. Got to get you a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. to ponder for today. Would you rather every third thought you have be out loud or never alone no matter what you are doing? Oh, that's tough. Would you rather every third thought you have be out loud or never be alone ever no matter what you're doing? Thought. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with that, but that's a little I mean, bit like, scary. I, you know, when I'm, you know, in the restroom or something like that, I well, kind of want my space. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so then you start thinking, well, then I'll stagger my thoughts. Uh, exactly. I, I feel like a, I could well, I could start. So when does the number start? Exactly. Right? But so, but Sam, trying to game the system. This is where I got to with that. If I game, if I start gaming the system, your third thought will be you thinking about the third thought. Then those are thoughts, you okay, know, that's like so, okay. So, so you'll be saying I'm thinking about the third thought. <laughs> this feels like a very this feels very much like a on the third wish ask for three more wishes thing and it doesn't ever work out like that. You know. You know, when you ask the genie, you get three wishes. The third one, you're trying to to get clever. Like, you're trying to be sharp and go three more wishes. But I think I would try to do something sharp on the third thoughts, and it would end up blowing up in my face. (laughs) And are you never alone, and is it with the same person? See, I don't think that's it. I think think, think you're just... So, I automatically had... Uh, yeah. yeah, you're just well, never alone, are, but it doesn't have to be Could it be, be somebody same. on the other side of the room just sitting there working on their own stuff? Maybe. Right. I mean, 
Because it's like there's sometimes where you're busy and you want to work and, like, and nobody to bother you kind of thing. And do you is that person going to be talking to so you? So it the doesn't time? necessarily mean your spouse or your kids or right. a coworker. Or just, just never random fill at the alone at the store that hmm. you see. Right. That's I have more follow up questions before yeah. I can make the decision. But yeah, I immediately started thinking. Well, that's okay. I just won't think of anything embarrassing on the third thought. Oh no, third <laughs> thought. <laughs> Uh, too bad. On ABC tonight, the semifinals, six couples battle it out. Two couples are eliminated on Dancing with the Stars. The live top 13 performances on The Voice on NBC. Season three premiere of Thousand Pound Sisters. There is a Kentucky connection to this, yes? Webster County, I Webster believe. Webster County, yeah, it's extreme western. But but it's the same. Here, here's what I don't know. This is about one set of sisters, or is this a show about sisters? No, it's different sets of sisters, two sisters around the country sisters that weigh a thousand pounds. But I think one of them has lost some weight, okay, or something. Did the I other think. one have to gain the weight then? Uh, potentially, I, I'm unaware. So we got a 600 pounder and a 400 pounder. I think it happened, or was it 800? So if if one of them lost, say they started at 500 each, if one loses 10 pounds, does the other one have to gain 10 pounds? In order to maintain the title of the show. That that I do not know. Or do they have to find another sister? Like if they lose enough weight, can they? It's like, well, we've lost a whole sister, so we got to bring somebody else in on the show. <clears throat> I mean, in Webster County, you never know what happens. Never, I've never been there, so I don't know. Never know. Uh, on eight, I've been to Webster County. Um, HBO, A Choice of Weapons, inspired by Gordon Parks. I don't. Who's Gordon Parks? Following his career from staff photographer for life through his artistic development, photography, uh, photographing everyday Americans, and his revolution as a novelist and filmmaker. Uh, that doesn't really explain any more than... I know what I'll be... You got Peyton and Eli tonight. They come back tonight. I was about to mention Peyton and Eli are on again tonight. Uh, I don't even know what the game is. Who's playing? Yeah. Um, Nor do I. How about the Titans? Convincing yesterday. Yeah, they almost lost there at the end. They're, the Saints what, are they eight and two now? I don't know. I don't yeah. follow the Titans. My Bengals are five and four. What else do you? Big, they go to Vegas this weekend. So, oh, here's something that really surprised me. I got to say this because I won't get back to it. Shaq says he turned down the role in the Green Mile. So the 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 role that Michael Clark Duncan made famous, the John Coffee, like the drink only not spelt the same. Well, I'm so glad. Yeah, me too. A Shaq wouldn't wow. have been able to. No, Shaq. He he would be an intimidating figure and presence to that, but that uh, Michael Clark Duncan made that role. The late Absolutely. great Michael Clark Duncan, boss. Rams Forty ers Rams Forty ers Um, Rams are kind of okay, but well, they're seven and two. They just added Odell Beckham. No, so I mean it's... I kind of like them okay. Oh. It's like ah, oh, the Rams are. I like Sean McVay pretty well. I don't know why. See, uh, kind of like this is one of these games that I would never watch, but now I will because Peyton and Eli are entertaining. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad Shaq didn't get that role. I don't mind Shaq and Grown Ups too. And I like Shaq. And I, when you watch Shaq as just as a person, very very likable. Yeah, I can you know, see. I he can don't, see that you're, you're talking about philanthropists. Shaq donates a lot of money. I know. I was watching a uh, video of him that he'll he'll walk through stores and he'll look for moms that might be struggling and he'll just pay for their yeah. pay for whatever they need, kind of thing. I don't think Shaq can be serious enough to play that John Coffee character. No, that's, that's what I my, think. Yeah, him and Charles Barkley are funny too when they go at it. Today's highlight in history: this date, 1942, the Naval Battle of Guadalcanal ended during World War II with a U.S. Uh, victory over Japanese forces. Zebulon Pike sighted the top of the mountaintop now known as Pike's Peak this date in 1806. Oh, I forgot to mention the 1777, the Second Continental Congress approved the Articles of Confederation. Uh, birthdays today, Petula Clark is 89. Beverly D'Angelo is 70 today. Ellen Griswold is 70 today. Jay Leno, wow. band leader uh, Kevin Eubanks is 64. Sean Murray, who plays uh, Tim McGee on NCIS, is 44 today. And Shailene Woodley is 30 today. Gone mm -hmm. but not forgotten. 
Montovani, born in 1905. Carol Bruce, who played Mother Carlson on WKRP, is was born in the state in 1919. Judge Wapner, born in the state in 1919. C.W. McCall was born in the state in 1928. And the late, great Ed Asner was born in the state in 1929. You know, just lost him back in August. So, played Santa on the movie Elf, mm-hmm. in addition to many great things. He was the... Old man and up, too, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Looks just like him. Mm-hmm. Let's go to 1956, Chart Toppers. Bing Crosby and Grace Kelly, number one. I'm going to need you all to hurry up. Suntan, windblown, honeymooners at last. Okay. A little slow. That sounded like 1946, not 1956. <laughs> mm-hmm. By 1956, we were getting some rock and roll Country music. 1974, Tom T. Hall. On the back porch. Country is. I like the music will, video there, too. The train. Just a random train. Oh, yeah. Country is. Oh, Tom T. Hall. We did small sim recently, too, right? Yep, sure did. 1983, Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson, number one, was Say, Say, Say. Sing it, MJ. 1983. Then moving to 1992, PM Dawn, I Die Without You. Just the Way You Are, Bruno Mars in 2010. And Maroon 5, Girls Like You, was number one three years ago today. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom says, be thankful for what you have, you'll end up having more. Be thankful for what you have, you'll end up having more. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.